Welcome to the very ninth Brightcast. And I think the very best episode in terms of marketing value being given. And it's the very best because we're going to talk to you about client budgets. We're going to talk to you about planning campaigns. We're going to talk to you about creating the best video strategy. We're going to talk to you about how to get the best out of every single client no, experience. No, 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 no. There's too many things. Oh. Too, too many things. You need to keep it clear and concise so people can understand it. Okay. Um, main topic is about refining your message. Let's do this. Welcome to the very ninth broadcast episode. How are you doing? Uh, tired. Lots of shoots last week. More shoots this week. Yeah. Lots of long driving. Long driving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jess, how are you doing? Yeah, it's been a very busy week for all sides of the company. Loads of work to be getting on with. And loads of pod chat to be chatting about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get to it. It's been on your mind this week. Just shoots, really. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just production. Um, we had a an event shoot last week down in Oxford. Yeah. And then an event shoot with mostly Vox Pop interviews on Sunday. Yeah. Down in Greenford. So just down south constantly. Yeah, and it was you and I double yeah. teaming those ones. Yeah. And the first one was interesting because it's it was a lot of, we weren't actually capturing the audio or, or the speakers themselves. So it was sort of gearing up for those breaks because they wanted to just get the feel of their annual medical conference. It was for a healthcare company. Yeah, and then for one on Sunday, the one on Sunday was a bit more of an intense shoot, um, just capturing a lot more footage, yeah. loads of B-roll. I think we've got about four hours of B-roll. Yeah, yeah. A um, bunch of it in 50 frames so we can slow it down. So, yeah, you know, six hours, that that yeah. 50%, I would say, was was double speed. And yeah, and, and loads of Vox Pops from that one. But the fun thing about the Vox Pops from that shoot were while we were getting these, and if people don't know, Vox Pops are just little two-camera interviews. Yeah. While we're getting those interviews, there was lots of talking and at times bands playing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the audio is going to be mental. Um, yeah. Luckily, we've got we've got good audio gear, so it's reasonably like isolated. Yeah. Um, and they will this, the person speaking will definitely be louder than yeah. the background noise. But for this particular one, because of the environment, the background noise is crazy. Yeah. So you did something quite good, I thought. So a lot of shoots is problem solving, and what you did was thought I'll I'll run the second camera that we had at the shoot to show basically the interview setup taking place as part of the B-roll. So you can see lots of commotion around. Yeah. So it explains why this background chatter, you know, at times you might only just see the person doing the interview, but it, yeah. you know, it gives it some context to it. Yeah. If you've got an interview and all of a sudden you hear a bus yeah. in the background, but you don't show a bus, it doesn't look like there could be even be a bus yeah. there. It's going to sound and feel weird. Yeah. Whereas if you show a bus in a bit of B-roll yeah. or there's something to signify you're near a bus stop or something like that, it makes sense. So obviously, yeah. like you say, with loads of people around talking, making a commotion, yeah. um, by showing them, it hangs a hat on it, yeah. it flags it, and you can uh, you can get away with a lot of it. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. And it helped, I think, manage client expectations on the shoot as well. Because he, he, he is a AV guy. Um, he goes to events and puts AV systems up. So he understands a bit about yeah. audio. Yeah. And he's like, is this going to be okay? And you're like, yeah, yeah we can definitely uh, hear them. Yeah. And it's just about you yeah. know, explaining to the viewer in the end product why 
there's some background noise. Yeah, definitely. It, it, there was a funny moment, in fact, where, because we're, we're, we're quite close to Heathrow. Yeah. So you could hear a plane going over. And normally we would stop for a plane. Yeah. Because yeah. that sudden low rumble, you, although you can take out lots of noise and you can add denoise, you can de-rumble all that jazz, you can get rid of lots of these things. In doing it, you're processing that audio. And in yeah. processing audio, you're either taking away or, or adding things to it. So it will sound different yeah. to how it should sound or how it sounded originally, which is why most processing should be quite light. Yeah. So normally we'd stop a shoot for it, but it didn't even matter. There was so much noise cracking off. Yeah, Planes were yeah. flying overhead. The only time we even stopped for audio was when a police car basically came into the building. It yeah, was that close. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. were like, we're going to stop for that. Yeah. But just loads of noise were just carrying on because noise around us was so crazy yeah yeah so a couple of tiring shoots uh some interesting problems to solve but it's good you know you got to be flexible and you've got to be able to respond to these these issues yeah the, the shoot on sunday was a shoot where we're you know we're being thrown into like a big community space where there's 70 people maybe yeah who not everybody understands or needs to even know that while we're filming, you need to be quiet. It's a yeah, community space. Yeah. People can talk, people can chat, it's fine. Like we knew we'd have those issues going in, which is why we took all the audio yeah. stuff that we took. So yeah, it's fine. Just got to solve those problems. Yeah. Like we always say, solve them early. Yeah. Yeah. Try and get them on the shoot so you're not yeah. doing it in post. That's it. Uh, nice. Jess, what have you been focusing on this week? Uh, so I've been in the office all week, busy with a lot of client meetings um yeah. we've had some strategy meetings prepping for 2023 for various clients looking at some for some clients their overall strategy of 2023 for some clients it's how they're gearing up for january the campaigns yeah. they're running in january um so a lot of that looking at reports for clients um and just yeah another general admin week very yeah. Well, there was busy. a big onboarding, so a double session of onboarding meets, yeah. wasn't there, with a, with a client that's coming on board for for a big marketing strategy session and that, uh, and a plan in place, but then ongoing marketing as well. Yeah, so it's having those meetings, digesting the information we've got from that and putting plans in place for next steps. It was interesting, wasn't it? It, it felt a bit like, because it was uh, a company with two owners that we were talking to and a little bit of a therapy session because I think we asked some quite probing questions about the fundamentals of their business as well yeah. so you know the good thing about marketing is finding out what is actually important when you're dealing with the owners what's actually important for them in the company and yeah. getting that insight yeah the strategy sessions are a real deep dive into sort of the marketing they've already tried what they want to try their goals and some of the stuff that they kind of un uncover yeah during the session yeah, surprises yeah. them sometimes because they haven't thought about things in the way yeah they haven't thought about things that way for marketing. Yeah, yeah. And things come back. So they might have set set the business up for these fundamental reasons yeah. and forgotten about them. And they'd be like, oh, actually, that is really important to us. We just haven't done it. Yeah. And bring that. Yeah. Are you excited to get going on that? Yeah, yeah. Busy couple of weeks coming up, but yeah, excited. Yeah. And uh, outside of helping you on shoots, I've been drowning in Google Ads and Analytics. It's just we've got a client who's running a couple of new campaigns. So... When you set up a new campaign, um, there's quite a lot of setup, but then when it goes live, yeah. you monitor it a little more closely because you're going to have to make optimizations quite quite close to the launch date yeah, as, yeah. It, as it gets better. But then he's also ramping up uh, campaigns, introducing new campaigns. He's got a bunch of websites drawing traffic there, and it's just 
I'm just staring at words and numbers constantly. So the drive was quite nice because I'm, I'm famously quite travel sick as a passenger. So you drove, so I couldn't look at my phone or laptop or anything. So it was, uh, you know, a little switch off period. I think that relates quite closely to the main topic we're going to be talking about today. Because yeah. he's trying to put a lot of messaging into certain ads. Yeah, and we yeah. had to kind of sit with him and draw back a lot of the ads he's trying to put in place because yeah. he's trying to chuck small amounts into different pots. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's on about having a better ad plan and strategy that's going to perform yeah. well rather than a hundred different ad campaigns. Yeah, and we'll circle back to it, but he has done some things quite yeah, well yeah, yeah. Uh, with that as well. So speaking of the main topic, shall we get started? Yeah. Drew, you came up with this one. Introduce yep. it. It's all about refining your messaging. Yep. Um, there's an allure with uh, lots of clients where they want to cram a bit of marketing content with as many messages as possible. Yeah. And it comes from an innocent place because a lot of the times they will um, they'll want to maximize the amount that they're investing yeah. in us, in the, pro in the project, in the campaign. So they think the best way to do that is to get um, the most amount of marketing messages into it yeah. And therefore, they will get the most out of it. Yeah. But the problem is, you end up just clouding the message. Yeah. So we've had it with lots of clients from the past, like, you know, obviously video clients back when we were purely video production yeah. with future-proof films. We would have people want, you know, let's say we've got a product, they're releasing a new blender. They've got mm. a video for a blender. Yeah. Uh, but they also happen to make a vacuum. And uh, also yeah. the business owner has a holiday home in France. Yeah let's cram all these messages yeah. into this so by the end of it you don't really know what they're trying to sell yeah the audience just wants to be told a very clear thing the cta should not be the thing that gives you that clear bit of messaging the cta should wrap that up yeah and a lot of the times they would have lots of random messages throughout but they would want a clear cta or they would want a solid message throughout and then at the end they kind of fail at the final hurdle by having 15 ctas yeah. Suddenly they want to show off all the different accreditation they have. Yeah. Um, one of the business owners has a BA ons in graphic design, so yeah. let's maybe show the, the diploma at the end. Just or, loads or, of random yeah. stuff. Or a BSc, a bronze swimming certificate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it often feels like an afterthought, doesn't it? Where they probably, it was a new product, it was a new blender, so they the script was written in, with that in mind. And then, you know, we've edited and worked on that. And then at the end, they're like, oh, we also sell these things. Let's put that in there. Often these things will come from larger companies where yeah. they have to create videos by committee. So yeah. the person we're talking to might have this, you know, especially if they're a marketing person there, they will have this really strong idea, this really strong message yeah. that they want to get through in whatever content we're creating for them. But then it will go to other people in the business, unfortunately, who don't really understand the point of that. Yeah. Who don't understand the point of just having a central message. Yeah. So they will say, oh, yeah, we have also done this. We do also we do also offer this. Um, could you just get this bit in the end? Yeah. And it does just uh, it does just get a little bit um, tiresome. Yeah. No, no one wants to watch through lots of those things as well. We've ha we've had them where they have. I think we had one last year, an animated video where we ended up refining it for them by like bringing it back but to start off with i think we had something like eight ctas at the end yeah yeah so like because you've got eight ctas you've got zero ctas or yeah. you've just got the first cta because yeah. people are tuning out after that yeah but eight ctas like yeah and i know we're not slaves to duration on things like that but sometimes people will come to you and be like well we want a five minute video because we want each service or each product to have a minute each and it's like no what you need is five separate videos yeah with that sing singular yeah. message 
uh, and and get those. Yeah. That, that, that's the best way of maximizing an investment. Yeah, and obviously clients might see that as an upsell, but it's not really an upsell because the actual time being kind of outlaid is yeah. probably the same. Yeah, you're filming it all on the same day. If you're editing five minutes worth of footage or two two and a half videos, yeah. two and a half yeah. minute videos, yes, there might be a slight additional amount because you're separating those videos. Yeah, so you might have different titling and stuff. Yeah, um, and the client, I think the clients we have now trust us we're more trusted advisors and they understand yeah. when we give them that information um and the singular messaging or you know real refined concentrated messaging plays a big part in campaign formation when we're setting up campaigns yeah i think one thing to bear in mind is companies will have or most companies will have different personas they're trying to target and i think that's the easiest downfall to many people when it comes to campaigns and videos it's there is the issue of products like you say but it's personas where they're creating a video about their product, but yeah. they're trying to aim it at five different persona pain points Yeah, when they're all completely different. We've been talking to a charity recently and they've got personas where it's it's younger people. Yeah, There's the parents of those younger people and then there's B2B businesses they're targeting yeah. for funding. Yeah. yeah, And it's like doing a video that's aimed at children, parents of children and business professionals. Yeah all at the same time when all of them are going to have different pain points yeah. all of them are entertained in different ways all of them the messaging needs to be different yeah. so like you said Drew you're targeting nobody you're getting nowhere from that yeah and they should be linked in their sort of branding yeah so you could you know a parent could watch the things aimed, aimed at yeah, the children yeah. and understand that but the the actual message yeah. has to be unique to those different people. Yeah. I think it's understanding it as well. I think as marketers and content creators, you take for granted that everyone knows this. But the reason we push it and we we, we focus on singular messaging or, or, you know, real clear messaging is it works. I think for any anyone listening, if you think of your service or your product and maybe think about the pain point that it's tackling, yeah. do a brainstorm session, just list out those those pain points from your team and then spend dedicate a whole month and the, your only output is going to be around those pain points you will start seeing some great engagement with that because people understand it's repeated messaging and you, you'll get through to to your demographic that way yeah definitely we created an animation recently for a client that we've been working with for two years now since they launched their business we worked yeah. with them right from the start their business model is kind of a platform which aims at one persona and the user of that platform is a different persona. Yeah. How would you say we we approached that differently? Yeah, so straight straight that? off the bat, the client wanted a message that would attract yeah. both. And I think she was trying to sign up platform users because that's who was paying yeah. to be part of the platform and help with the promotion and stuff. But then... You also needed users to visit that who wanted those services on offer. Yeah. And I think it's nice that each person can look at the other messaging and be like, oh, I like the core DNA of this company and, and what's important yeah. to them. But we just had to push back and say, it's just got to be a total different message. To yeah, each. I think we achieved a nice balance and a balance in the way of we aimed it at the users. Yeah. The animation is aimed at the users. But like you say, the the platform, the people that go onto the platform, yeah, when they look at that video, they're still going to get an essence of that business, yeah, get the get the advantages of being on that platform, yeah, and and how that company works and what the culture's like, 
So it is kind of a marketing message for both, but it is only aimed at one of them. Yeah. The, it's aimed at one persona, but like you say, as long as both personas can look at it and get value from that, yeah, yeah. it's still a value. Yeah. I think the issue is whenever you have content where it's you're trying to aim it at two or more people, two or more personas, you're naturally going to prioritize one of those personas because you yeah. have to talk about them first. Yeah. yeah. And in doing so, you then just segregate the second, third, fourth, etc. Yeah. Because they naturally might just fall off. Like yeah. they might just not watch the rest of that video. Oh, by the time it gets to the third, the third persona, yeah. which is the persona that is them, yeah. is, you know, is the most uh, relevant to them. They're probably not watching anymore. Yeah. And then so, I, I know I said it was, it's often feels like an afterthought, but sometimes it's not. So you might plan that, but, but you can plan it all you want. You're going to have to start with a message to one, to one persona. Person, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that persona might feel like an afterthought as well, as in like, if they're the fourth one, yeah, they're waiting. Yeah. It's like, well, why are they more important than yeah. me? Like, if yeah. they're going to prefer working with them. Like, that, I'm not, not their all. main. Yeah. And they're also, they're just not going to get there. They're going to, first three seconds, that's not talking about me. So I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think platforms play into this with the messaging? Yeah. I think when you're, if you have a central message, but then you want to have uh it go out to different personas one of those ways is obviously by targeting different platforms yeah so for instance we've got a project coming up soon where it's going to be a central video they're going to it's mostly going to be on youtube yeah. and they're going to use that as like a you know to forward people to that video yeah yeah they're then going to use TrueView ads obviously still on the same platform but used in a slightly different way yeah and you, with those you can be a little more direct yeah it, it's not social discovery or anything so you you know you get in give your message yeah and then they also want to have some other cuts. So they want to have some TikTok cuts. So yeah. for that, there's going to be a bit more of a mix between the kind of the, a blend between like the BTS of the video yeah. and the actual video. Um, then they're also going to have TikTok cut downs and also cut downs for Insta and for Shorts as well. Again, same platform, but slightly different use case. Yeah, yeah. I think for them in particular, they're using content to their advantage for the different platforms. So you wouldn't necessarily post a 20 minute documentary on TikTok, even though there is some longer form content yeah. on there now. It is more short form, snappy. And this kind in particular are doing a dance video. So that's what TikTok was originally known for, wasn't yeah. it? People doing yeah. dances in lockdown. So using that on TikTok and reels and shorts would perform better than the longer video. So yeah. they're just applying the video in different ways yeah. to suit it for the platform. I think to answer your question as well, Rob, how the messaging depend is dependent on the platform. I think it just depends on your business. So like Drew was saying with the personas, it might have a different persona for each platform, but you yeah. also might be a B2B company who has the same persona over all of them, Yeah. which then doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on all platforms, but if you, you are for this example, you can use the content in different ways. So having cut downs, like we were saying with this client Drew was on about, but making sure that the content is applied differently rather yeah. than just thinking this cut of this five minute video is going to work across all platforms. Yeah, you, you have to really tailor it and use the platform strength on, on, yeah. on the media because people are going there to see things in yeah. this particular way. Um, and and there, there is still an element of each platform having an inbuilt demographic. Yeah. For example, I don't think anyone over 22 is legally allowed to go on Snapchat, for example. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. But but no, it, that definitely skews much younger. Um, TikTok is still young, but broadening. 
uh, Facebook's basically for oldies. You know, those those types of things now. So Yeah. I think it's also thinking of not everyone's going to see everything on every platform. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, you can use a similar video on every platform. But then it's also thinking if they do see everything on every platform, what are they getting from that video? Yeah. So just posting the same video across all platforms, how can you then use that video maybe cut it in a different way use bts like drew was on yeah, about yeah having shorter cut downs how will that benefit you rather than just the same video yeah and we, and we put a lot of thought into that with the pod and extrapolating content for that and then changing it so we looked at conventions within the platform and then how, how can we play with those right yeah so i guess it's it's a little less about like the central message but it's the way that we would create it which might help get across the thing that we're trying to say so i guess yeah. it's still re it's still related to message but it's not like we're trying to get with our podcast the point of it is for insights of inside yes. a visual marketing agency but then within each episode we'll have a central topic yeah um but then yeah when we're creating those cut downs yeah we'll look at the platform so for instance when we edit this for just broadly on YouTube, we'll yeah. edit it so there's the invisible style of editing, we'll cut between each of us, so we'll have people doing little, uh, you know, reaction shots. Yeah. Jess, reaction shot? Yeah, yeah, I really like that point. See, like that. Um, but then on our shorts, we might be a little bit more uh, jump cutty. So it's yeah. a bit more kind of like traditional YouTube vlogging where you'll have lots of these jump cuts. Yeah because we don't really care about the, the, the invisible style of editing at that point. All we really care about is making it concise. Yes, yeah, and delivering the consistent message, which for this is the the insights, isn't it? It's just the insights. A little. Sometimes we'll go for the humor element, which is like a little subsection of uh, you know from inside. You know, it's those laughing about stuff. But insights is primarily the message that we're given here. We use content from the pod in different ways on different platforms as well, like multimedia. So we, like you say, we have the full version on YouTube. We use cut downs from that on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter might have the reels where it's snappy versions of those cut downs. But then we've also started creating like sliders of the content from that topic. Yeah. It's using different content types to aim at different people as well. Yeah. So people might not necessarily, those high CEOs might not have time to sit and watch a full YouTube video, but they might have time to quickly look at a slider on LinkedIn. Yeah. To still yeah, get yeah, that content yeah. from. And it's the same message yeah. that we're putting out. It's just across those platforms in those different ways as well. Yeah. So what what gets in the way of consistent messaging or singular messaging? Is is it just the greed of thinking that's the best way of using your investment? I think a lot of it's just misunderstanding or they just don't quite the client doesn't necessarily know. Yeah. We've had it a lot where yeah. we've just explained just by refining that messaging, you will be much clearer to the audience. It's a lot clearer what you're trying to say. Yeah. And in explaining it to them, a lot of the time, they'll say, yeah, that sounds, that, that definitely sounds better. Yeah, yeah. It, it logically makes sense, doesn't it? We're not trying to sell them on a crazy idea. Yeah. If you're trying to make a point, rather than also making six points around it, just make this one point, it yeah. will be clearer. So I think it's just that. Part, part of it is, I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to say greed, but there's a want to maximize the investment that you've made. Yeah. And that then feeds into that misunderstanding, doesn't it? By wanting to maximize the investment you've made, you want to try and put as much into it to hopefully get as much out. Yeah. But yeah. actually, the more you put in, in terms of messaging, different messages, the less you're going to get out. Yeah. And we, we've seen it loads. Um, I, I do want to be a force of good and positivity, but we have lost a client who... Or, we didn't lose the client. We no longer work with the client who 
would constantly be pushing for this include this include this include this yeah and every time we would explain with like well let's break those down into different things and then put them out on different campaigns as well so yeah. you know it might be the central message for three months because that's what the data's told us that's what how people will start yeah. to respond for yeah i think i think some clients can come across with their marketing very salesy and very like the blender example they want to sell all of their services all of the time in every post but like like we said earlier if you're doing that you're not selling anything yeah you're just coming across as this like salesperson that doesn't really know what they're selling it's a point of looking at like we said earlier again the pain points that that person's feeling and targeting those through these messages yeah definitely i think in terms of the client you spoke of obviously when you're explaining these things to them because we do want to we do want to always give people the advice that yeah. they need yeah that yeah. they should be hearing we we don't try and shy away from giving advice if we think it might be an awkward conversation because in the long run we're going to make that person's campaigns yeah. their content better definitely yeah, yeah so when we're talking to people like that client we're constantly hoping that they'll have that little moment of eureka sorry eureka where they then realize the mistake that they've yeah. made yeah i think all content needs this plan and strategy at the start as well yeah so to really understand who you're targeting and what the messaging is and we did do that for this client yeah. but i'm just talking about genuinely here it's when people come to us and have this confused messaging yeah they haven't necessarily thought who they're targeting they're just saying we need a video to promote this thing but we also do these things to so chuck them in. Yeah. We're targeting these five people. We're going to chuck all this in. Yeah. So there's no real thought about where it's going and what yeah. it's doing. If your overall strategy is set up correct and you put a nice plan in place yeah. for the campaign, you've always got something to refer to. Yeah. So in your head, you should be thinking about this central message you're going to be pushing out for this campaign. But if anyone brings you something you're unsure, you should be able to refer to all, all that setup work yeah. and be like, it doesn't quite fit or let's let's tweak it so it fits more in line with the messaging of the campaign yeah. and just just keep it consistent and going out like that yeah. i think that's a good way of making sure you're maximizing your budget in a way that's not maximizing it by clouding the messaging it's ensuring that the video you're creating is the best one for your campaign yeah for the reason yeah. you're creating this video rather than it just being a sake of i'm creating a video yeah paying this you, money you are maximizing your budget by making your messaging clearer yeah, yeah. You? you are that is yeah. the way you get the most out of it by yeah. by making your messaging as clear as it possibly can be yeah so it's just that kind of uh it's just that uh that misunderstanding where they think to maximize budget you need to put you need to put maximum messaging in yeah but it's not it's yeah. just the clarity of it i think as well i think the next time we have a client who wants to put loads of marketing messages into one bit of content we yeah. take them out for lunch okay so we take them out to lunch we say it's going to be an amazing three courses okay we get there and we tell them all about the first course. Oh, there's, you know, there's all these like beautiful like breads with dipping oils. And, you know, you could have a lovely, I don't know, chicken terrine with an apricot, apricot chutney and a little toasted brioche bun or whatever they want. All these different starters. You take them through the mains, you take them through the desserts. And then when the food comes, it's all of that on one plate all together. And we're like, what do you think to the taste? Sounds delicious. What do, you, what do you reckon to this? All these different foods, separate, delicious together not delicious mm. and ask them if they understand it and when they say no you go ha a little you don't like gravy custard. on your cheesecake do you <laughs> is it confusing <laughs> have we put too many messages in there and then they look at us confused and we go messages ingredients we're doing like an analogy here 
Yeah. And then they storm off. And then the next day you go, let's just make it simple. Yeah. And they go, <laughs> oh. Streamline our messaging. You have embarrassed me at a restaurant. <laughs> let's carry on doing business together. It's going to work. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe we don't do that. But I think, I think like, I love doing yeah, like food yeah. analogies for things because I think that makes sense, doesn't it? Like, it's, it, well, it no longer makes sense if you put all those things together. Yeah. It makes sense when they're, when they're not all together. Yeah. So to wrap it up nicely, what's one tip that you'd give to a business wanting to create content but maximize their budget? I think if you're the client, I think just try and understand that the more messages you want to put into something, the weaker the central message, because you will always have a central message, the weaker that central message will be. Yeah. So if you just try and keep everything as clear as possible, clear and concise, that central message should just ring a lot louder. Yeah. And I would say, I mentioned it earlier, but do that exercise with the team where you're going to focus on this one message and then look at all because there's different ways of phrasing the message, different perspective, how it should sound to different personas and write those down and then, you know, do that. Actually, yeah. actually just put out that message for the next month or three months and you will see, a, a, I guarantee, you'll see amazing results. Yeah. Guarantee not enforceable by anyone associated with it. Because <laughs> I, I, I think as well, you can you could do the exercise where if you, let's say you've written a script. Okay, I always get back to video because video guy. But let's say you've written a script for a video. Yeah. Share it with your team and ask them to identify the central point. If they can clearly identify the central point, you're onto a winner. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like well, it sounds like you're onto a winner. If they can't, or if people give you different answers, then there, you know, you've identified the issue straight away. Yeah. Try and refine that. Yeah. If someone's identified different ones that you didn't intend, take those points out. Ch yeah. Change the language. You know, look look at look at the script as a whole and see how you can refine it. Yeah. Good little exercise. And I'd say keep it simple and not simple in the terms of like it needs to be a, a really basic piece of content, but keep your messaging simple. Yeah. And keep it yeah clear and concise and that everyone will understand. Yeah, brilliant. Nice. Great episode. Yeah, lovely. And I think the central message was clear. I think we'll do a clear message for the end of this podcast. On three. Three, two, one. Like Thanks for the next time. <laughs>